Well, hello, beautiful sisters. Amy Ann here. This isn't your normal Christian podcast. Let's get real. There really isn't anything normal about me. So how can it be? I'm not here to bully or shove anything down your throat. God has given me the most beautiful testimony, and he instructs us to share it throughout the Bible. So that's what I'm doing. I'll share some of my own personal trials that God has so lovingly carried me through in the hopes that you'll lean into El Shaddai, God Almighty, and allow him to transform you as he has and continues to do for me. So whether you just got home from work with your high heels on, or you're staring at a sink full of dishes, I'm here for you, sister. I see you and all the beautiful, messy life things you've got going on, and I'm here to pour some of God's light and love into you. So grab your water or whatever you prefer. Let me help you unwind. Spend some time with God and me, and let's see how deep he'll take us. Father God, I come before you asking that you humble my heart, Lord. Allow me to be your servant. Speak through me. Make me vulnerable. Show me how to open up to everybody listening so that they understand the trials and the lessons that I've gone through so that they can too search for you in their own hearts and find out what it is that you are trying to speak into them, Lord. Let me be a vessel for you. Let me glorify you in my teaching today. It is in Jesus' name that I pray these things. Amen. Hello, everybody. So my last podcast, I talked about um, walking away from my marriage and all of the Bible verses that God gave me to read, which was 151 of them, if I counted correctly. And what I wish that I would have done was finished my work with God before jumping the gun. I am a work in progress. I actually have a tattoo on my shoulder that says perfectly imperfect, a beautiful disaster. And I lived by that motto for a long time and I learned how to live in emotions rather than live in spirit. And it's taking me quite a while to learn that those emotions are there for a reason. They're not there for me to speak my mind or to interject where it's not my business. They're there for me to take them to God and find out what's inside of me that's broken and what I need to deal with. I finished up all of the readings that uh, he asked me to do, and um, there was a couple of, there was a podcast and a sermon that he wanted me to listen to this morning before he put it all together. But on Saturday, I heard him tell me that he's grown me through this season, and it's time to decide. And I wish that I would have leaned into that a little bit more and asked questions and continued to find his will before I assumed, because in my mind, in my humanistic worldly mind, that told me it's it's time to go. I've done the growing that I need to do. He's not, it's time to go. But in reality, on the way to church on Sunday, God literally throat punched me and said, no dummy, I've told you 
that I've grown through, grown you through this season and you are strong enough to continue if you choose. It's time to make a decision on whether you're going to trust me or do your own will. I'm sure you can understand why that felt like a throat punch because that was the complete opposite of what I was truly expecting. So I, I believe that God is teaching me how to lean in and ask more questions until I'm certain he's done speaking. And sometimes it doesn't happen overnight. Sometimes it takes a week. Sometimes it takes months. But eventually he'll get his point across. In James 1, 14 through 18, this is what opened up my eyes this morning and put everything together and what I hope to share with you today. It says, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin. And when sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the fathers of light, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will... He brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Okay, so let's break that down. First of all, I just bought a little, a little plaque that I have in my kitchen that says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. I just bought that three days ago. God really, really talks. And he talks really loud when we're willing to listen. But in the beginning, it says, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. And that's where I went wrong, you guys. I put my desire for this marriage and my husband above my desire to be in relationship with God. And when I do that, I focus on what my husband's not doing rather than focusing on me, which is where God wants me. It goes on to say, then desire, when it, is, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin. And as a human, we naturally have sin nature in us. And my sin turned into focusing on what my husband wasn't doing rather than myself. Trying to force God's will instead of allowing God his timing. I listened to a lot of worldly advice and I saw things the way that I wanted to see them instead of through God's eyes it wasn't until yesterday when I was on walk with my dog that it finally hit me Amy you have not asked God to see the situation through his eyes you've only been looking at it through your own and when it comes to perception it's so easy to take a situation, take a Bible verse, take a podcast and spin it towards the direction that you want it. Rather than leaning into God and asking him what he wants. As a human being, it's so much easier for me to live in my fleshly desires than it is to live in God's spirit. And so naturally, I gravitate towards that. So naturally, my thoughts start becoming about me without me even realizing it. 
Our sin comes from our own selfish desire. Seasons of struggling are usually due to our own sin. And those seasons take us away from God's plan. I have said it so many times, and I'm gonna say it now. I truly believe in God's will and the covenant of marriage. And it doesn't matter what he's done, and it doesn't matter what I've done. What matters is what we choose to do from here on out. And if we choose to put God in the middle of our marriage, we will see the blessings that God has for us. But if we choose not to, that's okay too, because we'll both walk away with more love and more Christ in our heart. And I believe that we can be friends. God is our loving father. <clears throat> I didn't have one of those growing up. My dad was an addict in many different ways. And it wasn't until I was an adult that he truly found his purpose in God. He found God when I was 10 years old, but he was abusive in it. And I've lived in so much fear of turning out to be just like him. In some ways, I turned out to be just like him. And it kills me. So my goal here is, like I've said, to become better today than I was yesterday and to lean into God, to stop taking the bait that the enemy offers and step into the woman that God has so desperately been show, trying to show me he made me to be. It's so easy for me to wear sin labels, but it, you know what? It's even easier for me to lean into God and find out his truth about me and why I choose not to do that every single day. I'm not sure. It, it's a lot of fear. I've realized over the last few days that I live in a lot of fear. I used to live in so much more and I thought I had fear figured out, but just when you think you have it figured out, there's always another piece of the onion to peel. One of the things that really hit me in my reading this weekend was that motivation for God, my motivation for God should not be to protect my reputation. It's not my job to make somebody else feel guilty or shame over what I believe they should be doing because in the end, God is the only one that has a right to judge. And he judges us through these beautiful, forgiving, loving eyes. So why shouldn't we do the same? It's truly my goal to get to the point where I can do that in every relationship in my life. I have gotten really good in every relationship of my life. And right now I'm working on my husband because I guess that saying is true. You hurt the ones you love the most. And without even meaning to or realizing it, I hurt him really bad. So everything starts with God. This morning I listened to a podcast and she was talking about um, freedom from emotions. And 
over the weekend, I think it started on Friday, I started reading a lot about freedom. And in my worldly mind, I took it as freedom from this relationship because it wasn't serving me. And now that I think about it, that's such a selfish view. God wasn't talking about freedom from anybody or anything on earth. He was talking to me about freedom from bondage, bondage of my own sin, my own emotions. He's shown me that I'm a spirit-led woman and I do it very, very well. But I also take my own will back very, very well. And that's what he's trying to teach me. So he's told me that in this season, I'm to stay put. I failed my last test. I'm to stay put, stay silent, watch and listen to him. <laughs> this podcast I listened to this morning was really awesome. She talked about um, freedom from emotions, your tendencies, your free will outbursts. And I was like, oh man, that'd be great because these outbursts are kind of killing me. She talked about the four different things that need to be done. Expose, confess, fill, and pray. Expose. Huh, you know what? Instead of doing this, I'm going to read you a, le a letter that I wrote my husband this morning. Right now we're not in a speaking mode or season, but I really felt God put it on my heart that I needed to be honest with him. And regardless of what he does with it or what he does or does not do with it, my job is to make sure that I'm taking care of me and that I am taking care of my side of the street. So this is what I wrote him. Chris, I've been spending so much time in silence with God over the last several days. And I pray that you will read this with an open heart and realize that I'm not taking responsibility for our entire marriage problems. Rather, God has so graciously pointed out where I've gone wrong and need to work on changing. God has brought a lot of light into my perception recently and has told me that I need to send this to you and wait on his direction and his timing. He's made me watch and listen. He's made me in a watch and listen state. And what I didn't realize until today was that he wanted me to watch my reactions and listen to him a whole lot more than he wanted me to watch and listen to you. I'm sorry for focusing on you and making you feel like less than anything other than a child, the child of God you are. I'd like to start by saying I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I fell down another rabbit hole of taking your inventory rather than focusing on myself and God. I told you that I believe God has told me <clears throat> that he has grown me through this season and it's time to make a decision. On Sunday, he provided clarity that hurt, but I needed it. He was telling me that I'm strong enough to do this because he chose me for you. It's time to make a decision on whether I'm going to continue living in fear or am I going to trust him? I have to be honest. I've wrestled with him for two days. I'm scared to death to be writing this. I'm scared to death that nothing will change. I'm scared to death the pain won't out outweigh the ends. I'm scared to death of your reaction and I'm scared to death to fail. I told you last week that my goal is not to lash out when I start to feel emotions creep in. Rather, I want to use it as a warning to take it to God and figure out what they are and why I'm feeling them. I wish we would have been able to press pause on our marriage so much sooner than we did. 
I wish I would have taken the time to get to know the woman God made me to be before our trauma collided and took us out with it. I'm learning to lean into God, ask more questions and waiting on, wait on his timing. I'm not perfect by any means. However, I am teachable and trying so hard to lean, learn his way. I heard a podcast that was about freedom from emotions. She talked on four subjects, expose, confess, fill, and listen. Expose, stop the outburst, send reactions and emotions during, not after the, ex after I experience them. This is where I fall short and I'm truly working on. I assume I know what's going on with you when really I have no clue. I'm working on healing within so I do not take your silence personally. The enemy has so many lies he tells me during the times of silence. And these lies compound with insecurities I already have from trauma I brought into this marriage. Look, evaluate your heart. Am I assuming? Am I in a fearful place? Have I let my insecurities take over my perception, thoughts, and feelings? God had quite literally given me a gut punch and showed me where fear took over and I never allowed you the space or the time to do your own work with God because I was too busy assuming you weren't. I'm so sorry, Chris. I truly don't know what else to say, but I am sorry. Listen, lean into God and listen for his direction. This one's becoming easier and easier the more I'm obedient. I'm trying so hard to release all stubbornness and fear so he can heal me from these sins. Confess. That's the next one. In Psalms, it says, create in me a new heart and renew a right spirit in me. The heart and mind transformation is no joke. I've spent so much of my days hiding from failure, and I'm so thankful that God has put so many amazing women in my life to help me keep accountable to God and not my own emotions. I'm sorry it took me so long to learn how to trust others. I'm still learning how to be a friend and how to open up. Slow by little, he's doing amazing things within me. As I learn to trust him and not my emotions, that's so hard for me. I lived in my emotions my entire life. They protected me at my worst, or so I believed. God reveals all, and he has shown me so much about where fear has done what fear has done in our relationship. Phil, from the over, overflow of our heart fills your mouth. Yep, he showed me how my behavior has led to the divorce. I know it's not my fault. It's not all my fault. However, I certainly have not been kind or loving with my words on so many occasions, and I am truly sorry. I allowed my fear and emotions to di dictate how I was reacting and treating you, and that is not how God has called me to love my husband. I'm so sorry I allowed my own selfish behavior to affect you. Pray and watch. Admittedly, I am really good at praying. However, watching and waiting on him is a new one I'm trying to learn. In Matthew, he reminds us that the spirit is willing. However, the flesh is weak, and I've allowed my weak flesh to take over on too many occasions. It's not fair for me to try and force anything on you. I love you, and I want what's best for you. However, I cannot do it for you. By walking away, I'm allowing God to do his work and leaving it in his hands. He has made it clear I'm not to file for divorce right now. He still has some character building in me to complete as I failed this last test. He needs me to learn to wait on him rather than not allowing fear, fear to dictate my reactions. The Bible says to get to know God and he will help you get to know yourself. I really despise the girl that I was 
but I love the woman that he's molding me back into. Pastor Mark's sermon hit home this last weekend. He said, God doesn't curse us. We curse ourselves with our perception and reactions. Ouch. <laughs> there was a Bible verse that God pointed out over the weekend that stuck with me and quite literally gave me a throat punch. 1 Corinthians 1 27. God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. I've been too wise for my own good when it comes to you in our marriage. And I am so sorry. It was not my place to do anything other than stay silent and allow you to do the work that you needed to become the leader God intended you to be. I'm sorry I've wrestled so much with fear. It's taken over my life at times and ruined what God has planned on so many occasions. God gave me a whole bunch of Bible verses to meditate over on, on the weekend. 151 to be exact. They were all reminders that I needed to put my faith and trust in him rather than in you or anyone else that is human. It's so much easier said than done. However, I'm learning and trying my best to be obedient and change. I'm going to leave you with this verse that touched my heart this morning. Galatians 6, 9. Let us not go grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. I do believe he is growing me for something big. I'm slowly learning how to surrender all things at all times to him. I'm so thankful for you in this season, and I'm so sorry I've hurt you the way I have. I cannot pretend to know what you're going through, but I do know I hurt you, and I'm truly sorry for that. I pray you can forgive me one day and that God can work in our lives again in his time. I love you, your wife, Amy. That was probably one of the hardest letters to write because my flesh wants to blame everything on him. <laughs> Don't we all? But that's not what God calls us to do. Every single one of us are sinful by nature. And as soon as we start wanting to point out other people's sins, regardless of who it is, it can be your child, it can be your spouse, it can be your best friend or your parents or siblings. As soon as that thought comes into your mind, it needs to be rebuked because the only character God wants you to worry about, the only actions that God wants you to worry about are your own. From personal experience, as soon as that, that sin nature sets in and the enemy has hold, it's very, very hard to get out and it's very hard to see your part in it. And a lot of times, It's too late when you do. I'll go into the difference between feelings and emotions on another podcast. But for now, I'm just going to leave you with this. <laughs> the Bible says to get to know God. And he'll help you get to know yourself. And that is so true. Find yourself a community of Christians, a community of Christians, good Christians. Find yourself a Christian counselor. Psychologists out there will tell you to get to know yourself and leave God out of it. Trust me, I've, I did it for many, many years. 
but it wasn't until I put God into it and leaned into his word and his truth that I really started to get to know myself. And the woman that I'm becoming is the woman I've always dreamed of being. And that right there is worth any struggle I've ever gone through because for 30 some odd years, I truly did not like myself. I was horrible to myself and others. And I'm so thankful that God's teaching me another way. I pray that this message helps you and I pray that God too can take hold of your heart and show you his way. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for speaking through me and letting me be vulnerable, even when it's so hard. God, we just ask that you fill us with your Holy Spirit, your love, and show us your way, God. Wherever we've gone wrong, shed light on it so that we can make amends and we can learn and walk forward in a new way. And God, just help us pick up the pieces from our past lives, heal from our past lives so that we don't hurt those we love. And show us your truth, not only about ourselves, but about everyone in our lives. Let us see situations from your eyes rather than the world's. And let us see people through your eyes rather than the world. God, we love you so much. We are so so thankful that you sent Jesus to die for our sins and we are able to sit here and speak to one another about our sin and what you're teaching us. God, we are so fortunate for your word. It is in your son's Jesus' mighty name that we pray these things. Amen. God bless you all. I pray for you each and every day.